Hello and welcome to another episode of Train Talk. In this episode, we go over this week's headlines and biggest stories from the UK's railways, and we have an exciting interview in our guest section from the founders and developers of Every Train Spotter's favourite app, Spotting Trains. That's all to come. Enjoy. Welcome back to um, this episode of Train Talk. If you listened to last week's and you're back for another one, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, and if you're new, then thanks once again for joining us. Um, and we hope you continue to listen to our episodes. For now, to keep the structure familiar, we're going to uh, start off with the headlines and then go into some greater detail with the stories afterwards. So, uh, yeah, let's start with the headlines. The headlines. Plans have been submitted for £18.6 million station at Soham. GB Rail Freight thanks Captain Tom Moore for his NHS fundraising with locomotive naming. It's too early to assess demand for rail travel, says the government. HS2 invites bids for contracts to design and build their track. GB Rail Freight uses an electric commuter unit for London Freight Trial. Signalling interference halts Azuma tests north of York. It's confirmed that train services will increase from Monday. And the rail capacity will be cut to a tenth, warns Transport Secretary. So going back to the plan which was submitted uh, for the £18.6 million station at Soham, um, we can see that an £18.6 million single platform station at Soham could be opened in around two years' time, after Network Rail have submitted a planning application to East Cambridgeshire District Council. A funding package was announced last September by the Cambridgeshire and Peterborough Combined Authority. Subject to gaining approval, construction should be finished in spring of 2022. The station will feature a 102 metre platform that can accommodate four car trains, plus waiting shelters, lighting, information screens and a public address system. Greater Anglia will serve the station on its Ipswich to Peterborough route. For the full story, you can visit any rail news uh, magazine or website online. GB Rail Freight has thanked Captain Tom Moore for his NHS fundraising with the locomotive naming. The Class 66731 was named Captain Tom Moore the day before the veteran's 100th birthday. The 66 was named by GBRS Managing Director John Smith with Captain Tom Moore watching the ceremony from home. This naming celebrates the veteran who raised more than £29 million for the NHS by completing 200 laps of his garden in the days leading up to his birthday. Smith said, Happy birthday, Captain Tom. On behalf of myself and the whole team at GB Rail Freight, I wanted to offer a big thank you for what is fantastic fundraising that you've carried out. We are in awe of your efforts to raise money for the frontline NHS workers. We thought we were good at fundraising money. But what you've achieved for the National Health Service is quite simply fantastic. After today, it will be pulling crucial rail freight throughout the country, helping to keep the NHS going, helping to get food on people's tables, and also helping to kickstart the country's economy as we go forward. 
Thank you again, Captain Ton, and I'm very proud that your name will be carried on our locomotive. The nameplates were produced by Procast, one of which was donated by Director of Railway Anna Auctions UK Limited by Neil Booth. Booth said, I was inspired by the sheer tenacity and conviction of the, f- of the fundraising task for the NHS that Captain Tom Moore had himself set and thought it would be a wonderful idea to name a locomotive in his honour on his 100th birthday. Once we had his family's permission to do so, we very quickly made the nameplates and had Sir Peter Hendy, CBE, Chairman of the Network Rail and John Smith, on board with his managing team and staff who had bent over backwards in providing a more than suitable locomotive to be honoured in his way. I just can't thank everyone enough for their sterling efforts in making this happen with just seven days. The naming was carried out in line with the government rules on social distancing. It is too early to assess the demand for rail travel, says the government. It's too early to predict what long-term impact the COVID-19 outbreak will have on the demand for rail travel, Rail Minister Chris Heaton-Harris stated in a common written reply on April 27th. Heaton-Harris said there are a number of factors that will determine the demand for rail travel, including when lockdown restrictions are lifted, the nature of social distancing guidelines put in place going forward, and how people's attitudes towards rail travel may have changed. He claimed that in the short term, the government has stabilised the rail industry to ensure essential services run and that goods can be carried. HS2 has invited bids for contracts to design and build their track. Almost £2 million worth of contracts to deliver 173 miles of high-speed track for HS2 Limited were launched on May the 4th. The deals will cover the design and build for the track between London, Birmingham and Crewe. HS2 Limited confirmed that they will be awarded in 2022, with shortlists of bidders expected towards the end of this year. The launch of this new procedure contest is an important milestone for the project and a significant opportunity for the industry and the wider supply chain, said HS2 Limited Procedure and Commercial Director David Poole. At the peak of construction, HS2 will support around 30,000 jobs, Contracts like this will provide a real boost for employers across the supply chain, helping to boost skills and provide opportunities for years to come. Four separate pa- track packages sorry, will be awarded. Lot 1, Phase 1, which is the urban to London and Birmingham, which will cost £434 million. Lot 2, which is Phase 1, open route to Central, which will cost £526 million. Lot 3, which is Phase 1, open route to north which will cost 566 million pounds and lot four which is phase 2a which is just the track and will cost 431 million pounds gb rail freight have used electric commuter units for the london freight trial a class 319 electric multiple unit carrying freight has run into london houston The trial was designed to showcase what could be successfully loaded and offloaded using standard roll cages at most mainline stations and was the first of its kind in the UK to be carried out using a former commuter EMU. It also demonstrated the volume of goods that could be carried if the trains had their seats removed. 
The April the 1st trial was operated by GB Rail Freight, which is in discussions with the government about how such a service could help to deliver supplies to the UK hospitals in the short term. Longer term, the plan could be to reintroduce a network of parceled services as existed until early 2004 when EWS lost a Royal Mail contract. Since then, specially built Class 325s have carried parcels between various terminals, with, but with no mainline stations served. This successful trial shows how the railways can play a role in helping the speedy delivery of vital supplies, said the GBRF Managing Director John Smith. Signalling interference has halted the Azuma tests north of York. Testing of Class 800-801 Azumas on the electric power north of York have been halted because the trains interfere with signalling. Network Rail declined to comment on whether this will have an impact on LNER's plans to introduce the Hitachi-built trains on the East Coast Main Line in December, saying it was a matter for the operator and the Department for Transport. Currently, training is being carried out largely between York, Peterborough and London King's Cross. Hitachi's global CEO, Rail Alistair Dormer, said that the issue was as similar to that of around the introduction of the Class 390s on the West Coast mainline, and that he was confident a solution would be found in time within a couple of weeks. He added that the Azumas were not actually due to enter traffic north of York until next spring. And NR spokesman told uh, the media that we are working closely with Atachi on finding a remedy to some technical issues that may have arisen with the interference between their trains and the infrastructure. It has now been confirmed that train services will increase from Monday. The Rail Delivery Group has confirmed that the number of trains will be increased from next week and that capacity on board these trains will be down to as little as 10% as a result for social distancing. The RDG was responding to new government guidance on social distancing and the easing of some lockdown restrictions in England. However, the rail unions are protesting about the prospect of more commuter trains for t from tomorrow as the first step in a phase returned to work. Now, when I say tomorrow there, um, that is actually, you'll be listening to this from Friday this week onwards. So tomorrow would um, would be Thursday this week. Robert Nisbet, who is Director of Nations and Regions at the RDG, said, As the government has said, people should only use trains if they have no alternative. There will be space for as few as a tenth of the usual number of passengers, so we need everyone's help to keep trains for those who really need them. So please only use the railways if you absolutely have to. If you do have to travel by train, help us get you safely where you need to go, plan ahead by buying tickets online and travelling off-peak. Consider others by maintaining social distancing where possible and wearing a cover mask. Stay safe by using contactless, washing your hands and carrying hand sanitizer. As well as gradually increasing services from next week and running longer trains in some places, we'll be cleaning trains and stations throughout the day every day. We'll be managing capacity on trains and in stations and increasing the signage to help people around. Greater Anglia has been the first operator to give us any details of improved services. GA will provide an amended Saturday service from Monday with more trains on the Great Eastern Main Line from Colchester 
Clacton and South End to London and also on the West Anglia Line from Cambridge to, to London. Regional routes stay unchanged for now, but the hourly Norwich to Cambridge service will run as a direct service to Stansted Airport again. The rail unions have already warned that they will oppose any strengthening of the current timetables unless staff are protected sufficiently and are now protesting about the pro prospect of more commuters from tomorrow. RMT General Secretary Mike Cash said that the government's work, return to work policy from Wednesday morning risks unleashing total chaos of a transport network which has not been told to prepare for a rise in numbers until next Monday. This is a ridiculous and dangerous way to treat both staff and passengers alike and will have to potentially lethal consequences. Maintaining social distancing on trains and tube is now a massive logistical exercise that requires planning, resources and the protection of staff managing the flows of passengers. To rush that exercise is a disgrace. RMT has made it clear that our members have a right to refuse to work in unsafe conditions and the union will be closely monitoring the situation tomorrow morning. So that is, is now gone through the... Um, the main the main stories there was talk there was also a story of the um uh, the amount of passengers being reduced to 10% but i think that we've mainly covered that in that this last story here um i think the main thing to take from that is if you are an essential worker that travels by train i mean we can only thank you for the work you're doing uh, greatly but if you're not and you're traveling by train for for reasons that aren't essential just don't it's not worth putting other lives at risk putting yours at risk and putting whoever you're going to then meet in risk you can never know when you're going out your ma your main intention may be to avoid every single person but one silly person in the street or one person that's just not paying attention could lead to you having more contact with uh, human beings uh, and other people than you expected or intended. So please do stay at home and stay safe for now. Us in Scotland have um, remained with keeping the lockdown on and if you are in England, uh, I'm sure there will be many, many different opinions to this. But if you can, stay home and protect other people because it's not worth risking yours or anyone else's lives. We want to get this over and done with as quickly as possible. But we want to get it over and done with at the same time as safely as possible. And if that does mean waiting a bit longer for it to be completely safe to go out and do what we want to do, then so be it. So please do that and help save lives. Not just yours, but other people's as well. So now... I think we can uh, go on to our interview. So let's introduce our guests. This week's guest was the developers of the amazing app, Spotting Trains. It's available on the App Store and on the Google Play Store. Um, it was a great interview. Lovely guys. Um, so yeah, let's just jump straight into the interview. Hope you enjoy. Hi there, guys. Great to have you on the show. How are you both doing? Hi there. Yeah, we're doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having us on. Uh, yeah, no problem. Very yeah, it's great to have you on. Um, what kind of things have you been up uh, up to keeping yourselves entertained during the during the lockdown? 
You go first, Devin. I'll go first. Um, well, <laughs> keeping myself entertained, I'm living on YouTube. That seems to be yeah. the... Uh, that's how I'm keeping myself entertained. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a valid way. Exactly yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <But> for, <laughs> yeah. For, fortunately, I'm still can't, I'm still working from home, so I'm an en- I'm an engineer during the day, um, and so right. For, okay. Fortunately, I'm still able to work from home, kind of carrying on doing that. Uh, so that right. Okay. Uh, Was it you? You do, Mark. Uh, my day job is that I'm a Methodist minister for the church, so my, oh, right. Okay. My job has kept going as well, so. Um, I've I've been able to keep myself amused partly with work and scratching my head as to how to do online streamed services as opposed to turning up yeah. church, which has been uh, great fun. And uh, for those of us who love technology, all all, all good uh, learning experience. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine you'll have some elderly uh, people that will be struggling a bit. Yeah, that with, is with managing to get on. It's amazing how many have taken technology. I I had a ninety-two-year-old. Um, get on to uh, WhatsApp and, and Facebook just the other day. Great. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, tech, tech grand. <laughs> yeah. But on, on a cooler note, um, midlife crisis stuff for pandemic, I've been uh, trying, yeah. trying to learn the bass guitar. Oh, how's that been going? Well, I've played it every day for eight weeks. Oh, brilliant. Every day. Oh, I guess that's another YouTube one. Then, have you been using YouTube to keep you to keep you going with that? Absolutely. Lessons online, all sorts. Yeah. Everything I know comes yeah. from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Right, James. Right. So you, you okay. So on to the main topic. Um, so, just do you think for our listeners that don't have the app already, could you mainly explain the rough layout and premise of the application? Yeah. Sure. So. Um... Well, Spotting Trains is kind of uh, an app and it's also a website. And as the name suggests, it kind of uh, facilitates the hobby of uh, rail enthusiasts in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what what Spotting Trains does is it allows you to keep a record of all your, of all your rail sightings um, mm-hmm. and be able to attach photographs and... Uh, yeah, keep a record of everything that you've seen and haven't seen as well. But I think that's kind of been done before. And the real unique thing about Spotting Trains uh, in app form and website form is the fact that you can share. So it's kind of a, there's a social element to it as well. Yeah, so, so yeah. You can see what other people are doing and uh, see where other people, you can look at other people's photographs and kind of comment and like it. Bridging that gap. We try to emulate Instagram. We're not Instagram because Instagram does Instagram very well, but you, you can see other people's photographs yeah. and share um, with what other people. Kind of like um, 21st century notebook meets uh, social media mm-hmm. and trying to plug yeah. things yeah. Yeah. together. And the fact that people's um, cameras on their phones these days are, are, are pretty decent. Um, yeah, and, they you are. Know, yeah. It's just all in the one device these days. Yeah. No, that's that's no. Well, I was I was going to say well, there were clearly some gaps in the market, like because you did say that it's, it, parts of it had been done before, but you really have got unique features. Um, uh, f- from what we've seen, it's, it is the only app of this sort. Um, so if you take us like back to the start, what was it that inspired you to step up and start making the app originally? Um, well, we both uh, we we both love technology, and uh, we're. 
We're just looking around for exciting opportunities and uh, a growing interest in trains. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, this seemed to tick all those boxes. Yeah. Are you able to, do you think this is going to be something that you could turn into, I don't know if it is, but is it a business or is it, can you keep it as, is it just a hobby and along the side or are you able to turn it more business-like? Uh, at the moment, we are very much uh, enthusiasts, uh, mm-hmm. both rail and tech, technology enthusiasts that kind of uh, want to provide something for the community. Um, but of yeah. course, that involves overheads. So we're running, we have overheads yeah. and kind of expenses that we want to be able to at least balance the books for. Um, yeah. But for now, and always, it will, it will be, remain free to use. Um, yeah, we just, at, at the moment, we want to serve the rail community. Yeah. I, I've, I've been a long, well, long time enthusiast of uh, all things open source. Um, I've okay. played with Linux for 20 years. And uh, yeah. I, I just love the uh, the ethos and the community dimension to uh, the open source and uh, FOS, free and open source software community. Yeah. So it, it's partly about uh, feeling good to be part of that uh, network and community and contributing to it. Um, but the other yeah. hand, yeah. we don't want to make a loss, which is what we're doing at the moment. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. right. Okay. No, well, hopefully you manage to um, find ways. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I'm not um, rather knowledgeable on that kind of side of software, um, and I don't know how easy it is to monetize things like that. But I mean, it's really, it's a, it's like from the consumer point of view, when you're using the app, it is brilliant because there just isn't ads popping up in your face the whole time like you get with other sorts of things yeah. and it's the same with the website it's, it's nice and smooth it runs nicely you haven't got these constant adverts popping up which are brilliant but i understand like when you're trying to keep up with the overheads and 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 paying for whatever the 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 fees that you are paying for it is i can imagine um you got to find some way of of uh taking that uh paying for them for those fees yeah, sure. And, um, we, and we should reassure yourselves and uh, all your listeners, our own, uh, our yeah. own users, that it will, it will always remain free. I think that's important. Sometimes you kind of uh, people. Yeah, people that's great to know. Yeah, we're kind of free. We're six, like six weeks free, and then slam big bills on you. So that's something we want to maintain. Too. We're like Mark Zuckerberg in the early years. You know, we just take those adverts, and we don't want to be doing that. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. So you have said that you've, you're both train enthusiasts. You know, I was going to ask um, if you were both train spotters, but obviously you are. Um, d- was there a time that you weren't? Was there a time that you originally caught the train bug? Um, or has it just always been a part of your lives? Um, uh, well, I should come clean and say I, I'm not a major uh, train spotter, but I've always had an interest mm-hmm. in trains. And uh, I guess that, that partly... Uh, it emerged when I was relatively young. I used to live in Newton Abbott, which was quite a train hub uh, back then. That yeah. they used uh, when when I was young, all the all the sidings and the uh, engine houses were all still there. There was a magnificent signal yeah. box there that I used to go and uh, gawp at, and hopefully, long in the day, yeah. the signal man would come out and say, "Oh yes, of course, you can come in and have a look." He never did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, no, no. Yeah, I used to see the 50s go by there, my favourite train. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah they, they were they were going up and down there. And, 
yeah, I've always just been fascinated by anything mechanical, any big machinery I love. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, do you use the app yourselves, or is that... Absolutely, yeah. Oh. Um, I, yeah, great. I, uh, I now live in Chelmsford, um, pretty busy railway station here. We go into London, and we're never on, mm-hmm. we're on the train. We're uh, snapping those photos, logging those spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian, good. That's good yeah, to hear. I, I, um, I guess speaking for myself, it's kind of slightly conversely to Mike, who's uh, always had an interest. Being an engineer, I also have an interest in things technical, but uh, I guess my own interest um, has developed with this project. There's kind of something I was talking yeah. to with colleagues at work one day about kind of uh, rail and uh, different aspects of uh, trains and that kind of thing. And it was kind of, it really piqued my interest. And I, I went out and looked for something which uh, I could learn from and kind of gain lots of knowledge from and read about. And, I think that's when I identified this gap uh, that there isn't really something offering um, anywhere. Or there are ways, uh, there are people sharing information, but there's not kind of a one-stop shop I can kind of plug into yeah. and, and, and learn lots quickly. So, so my own knowledge mm-hmm. and enthusiasm was, was growing with the Spotting Trains uh, project that we've, that we've been developing. Over yeah. it's been a few, we've only been released for a few months, but it's kind of developed over the last few years. Um, yeah so no, it's where were you when you where were you based when you started building the app like are you, are you still situated in the same place now uh yeah so i live i live uh in north london and um well mark's now in essex but when we first started they were down in cornwall um, right. so we spent mm-hmm. a lot of lot of tra- lot of time on the penzance trains uh yeah yeah, visiting one another and that kind of thing. Oh, we should also say that Mark's my father-in-law. That's our relationship. So we, we have a familiar, <laughs> ah, have right, a familial okay. connection. <laughs> right. Okay. So right. So you you weren't just pals or anything. Not, well, I'm sure oh, you're yeah, pals we're, as well. But no, right. No, okay. we're relations, Sometimes <laughs> relations first, relations first, friend second. I think is the right. Yeah. So um, yeah, we spend a, spend a lot of time on the on the uh, Paddington to Penzance train, uh, doing and growing that mm-hmm. uh, kind of. So the, the no, we're quite familiar with that as uh, well. well it, via via train simulator, by the oh, way. Right. Well, no, no. If, have you have you ridden along by Dawlish Warren and Dawlish and Timmouth there? Um, I have in a castle steam oh, engine. Oh wow! Um, not yeah, I've got the I was uh, the sixties, I think. Uh, back uh, I've got an old old. No, I think it was actually the fifties, was it? Yeah, I think it was the fifties. Um, it's the fifties route along the Dollish Dollish right. Well, well, arguably um, some of the most spectacular scenery to to ride the train in the country. Yeah, I've watched I've yeah, watched the definitely. I've watched the Dollish live cam a couple of times. So yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, the, mm. the life of a Methodist minister means you you move around the country to different appointments, and we were down in uh, Cornwall there uh, up until last August, and then. That's when they moved me mm-hmm. to uh, Chelmsford. So quite a different uh, location now. Um, but uh, yeah. most of um, mine and Owen's work for spotting trains is uh, obviously done online. Um, we've, we've, we've got yeah. pretty much everything uh, simulated so we can work remotely and uh, look after the servers and, and the back end and uh, develop the software wherever we are. Which is quite funny because during lockdown, uh, we haven't changed at all. We just kind of carried on as normal. Um, both our work lives yeah. and, or day jobs have kind of been turned upside down a little bit, but um, yeah. 
the spotting, the spotting <laughs> training imagine. project yeah. just kind of carries on as normal, which is it's nice to it, have it's, that bit of normality and continuity. It's been fascinating to see the users um, still still logging their spots. And, uh, um, you know, I was just looking earlier today that they're still trickling in, uh, not at quite the same rate as they were before the lockdown, but uh, people are still no. uh, uploading their back catalogs and those kind of things. It's great. Yeah. 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 It's, cl- it's clearly yeah. Trainspotter's dream piece of kit. Um, how many individual trains do you have which you could log as spotted on the app currently? Uh, so our, I've got the numbers somewhere. So our, our database currently has um, uh, around six and a half thousand uh, trains oh. uh, wow. within it, and we also we've also got over nine thousand locations. So the, the good thing about our app is uh, you can record specifically and exactly where you where you decide for the train, uh. right down to kind of junctions and sidings. So we've got over nine thousand locations that you can that you can see. Wow, but we we come. That's that's just existing rolling stock. What we really want to do is get out all the heritage and kind of discontinued uh, rolling stock. On yeah, there, well, you, you keep on covering things that we would be asking. You know, that's nice, Brian, with the heritage stuff. But um, but so you you said sorry, that was six thousand six and a half thousand. Uh, six and a half thousand. How many classes of trainers is that? Ooh, do you know, hundred. Um, over 150-odd. I can't remember the exact number. I can look that up whilst you're wow. talking. It's all, <laughs> yeah, it's that's fine. Well, so, do you, do you know how... Well, you've said that it, it took you a few years to, to actually develop the app, but do you know how long it took you to um, to gather all the, the classes of trains and all the numbers, um, all the individual locals? Uh, how long did it take you to do this? And what was your process for sorting them and, and their rail well, companies out? You may or may not have heard of AB Rail, and um, which is a huh. website that's now no longer uh, being maintained. But um, a few years ago, we, huh. we uh, got in touch with um, the people at AB Rail, and uh, they were very kind in helping us and kind of sharing. And, that, and that's something that we found uh, with the rail community is that they are very welcoming, which is very great. And everyone's very nice in our experience so far. Yeah, um, but they kind of very kindly shared their database with us and, and that was probably a couple of years ago now and now we kind of maintain it based on feedback from our users and that kind of thing um, and that's yeah. something that we really want to do is kind of make it a community-led um, kind of maintain and maintain informa- information resource right so there's lots of mm-hmm. there's lots of people using this and lots of people want to improve it and feed us and that kind of thing. we still have gaps but we very much rely, we very much rely yeah. on our users to kind of tell us where the gaps are and help help us out really. Yeah, and they're quite they're, they're yeah, quite no, keen it's... to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. No, that that is the kind of thing you know. We we have a YouTube channel and it's it's rather small, but you still get these people, um, which which is brilliant. It's good that there's people out there that have the time to to comment on, on things but you know they're saying no that's the incorrect head code no that's the wrong time <laughs> that did not happen at that time you've made that time up um that did, that train did not pass through this station at that time there is no such uh, uh service as that kind of thing but no I, I can i can only imagine the amount of comments that you'll be getting from that yeah. kind of thing but yeah it, um, it can be inter- i think sometimes uh, comments like that can be interpreted as kind of digs or kind of uh intended to be rude but i think they always come from a place from enthusiasm and kind of uh yeah. for the 
well, the hobby, really. No, they do because with with your app, that people don't have another option to go to that does such an amazing job. So it, people will be wanting to constantly get your app as um, oh, well, this as well, just as I perfect can't. as possible, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we you know we got to get it right, and uh, you know it, it's always going to be a work in progress, but. It's uh, it it's fantastic to think that you know all the time it's going to be getting better. It it um it's interesting to to think that the the AB Rail website as it was, um uh, that was a good example of mm-hmm. you know open source uh, uh, approaches, um but it was it was pretty much the work of one particular guy and um uh, well we're not quite sure what happened there but um it it all stopped and his his pretty fantastic web-based uh, database just disappeared. Um, and we were sort of, we were sort oh, of really? lucky to um, make contact a year or so before and, and pull it into uh, what we're doing. Um, and well, ho- hopefully this will be the legacy for that work, but it, it's not available out there like it used to be. No. No, well, it's, it's great that you managed to access it before it all went downhill with that. Um, and get your help for this because it's clearly it's clearly benefited a lot. Um, James, do you want to oh, carry yeah. on so, for these questions? Like we're just we've got loads touching on, but like, will Steam be included uh, in the future, or like, will it be added to the database soon? Uh, that is that, that is very much our intention. Um, kind of, we're collating it at the moment. We managed to get. Uh, some information. So, with the first release, we just wanted a kind of current rolling stock, really. Um, and then in, in the next update, mm-hmm. we are hoping to have the kind of heritage and scheme uh, rarely included. So, it's definitely on the cards. We've, we've got a list of uh, prioritized tasks, and that is number one um, on our list for the next update. Yeah, next that, that's, update. Been, yeah. that's yeah. been the top request. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think we, we were looking back through all the comments and we've seen that. Um, I, we'll link these next two questions together because they are very relevant and they are. you've already answered most of it. So the, the app, as we were talking about, does have an element of, in fact, more than just an element, it is really kind of like a, a train spot of social media. Um, so you can like and you can comment on a person's feed, uh, on a person's feed um, and... This was clearly there was clearly an intention to making this like a, a social media, but um, is the the ability to follow someone isn't yet a feature? If I'm if I'm correct, um, will that be implemented in the future? Do you think? You're going to speak about that, Owen? Yeah, I can speak about that. Um, yeah, we we kind of intentionally uh, didn't make it a feature to start with because mm-hmm. I think with um, Instagram and Twitter and that kind of thing, the success of an individual is very much linked to how many followers they've got and what their what their yeah. individual personal following is, and that kind of creates um, yeah. a kind of a competition. And I I I don't think it always creates the most welcoming community when you when you kind of have a ranking of who's the most popular. So we have we have take we have yeah. rankings on um, mm-hmm. on spotting trains of who who's cited the most and the rarest most and got the most compete sizes and that kind of thing but and yeah. then it starts to become a popularity contest um then then you lose aspects of the of the community that we're trying to create but in time uh, if we if we can do it in the right way that maintains the integrity of the community and 
and is and and yeah. still a friendly space well, to be in, uh, then then we will then we will do that. Do Do you think? I really like what you what you've said there about how it's it's you know to to stop it from being such a competitive thing because on on Instagram it is and you know like you said on Twitter it's really all mm. about how many followers you have, but if the intention from following someone was so that you could see their their feed as it as it's up, uploaded do you think you could almost you could almost do a thing where you followed someone but the number didn't come up so you followed them and then therefore you would see what they posted in the future but it wouldn't there it wouldn't be a number that was added to someone's total amount of followers it would just be something that would be there so you could see their their upcoming posts yeah, so I, think, I think that's a really good idea and i think um instagram now do it with likes you certain accounts you can't see how many likes they've on it and things like that is a really i think is a really uh-huh. good, good idea and that's how we want to uh implement it so but, I, um, I i think that's a good yeah, a, a good idea in the sense that you know um people will get to know you know who's into what or, or maybe or maybe one of your friends is you know somebody you would like to follow and see what they're up to you know there's, there's some good reasons why mm-hmm. you would want to follow yeah. people um Perhaps they're, they're into yeah. spotting exactly the same kind of thing that you're into. Um, and, uh, or, it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's your friend uh, that you'd like to keep in touch with. Um, I think um, you know, there's a sense in which, um, it, because there isn't anything quite like this, we're, we are feeling our way a little bit. And, and that kind of feedback and suggestion is just the sort of thing we're looking for, really. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Well, I think just as we were talking about following, there's also features such as gaining achievements. So um, just give us an idea of the kind of things that you can do to gain these achievements and what benefits these may unlock. Uh, so as I alluded to earlier, we kind of have these rankings of uh, the most successful uh, train spots on our platform. And uh, along the way, you can okay. get milestones um, for maybe uh, doing so, a certain number of certain classes Train. So, for example, if you do 25%, 50%, yep. 75% of the classic sixes, then you get uh, so many points added to your rating and you kind of work your way up the, work your way up the leaderboard. And uh, as we develop the app, these achievements will become more numerous and kind of maybe a bit more obscure. So, I don't know, maybe you see a class 66 on the 6th of whatever the sixth month of the year is, June. Um, and kind of we, we end up with these mm-hmm. kind of more and more obscure things that, that and they're going to develop and they kind of create a, an extra dimension uh, to, to the hobby. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bit more, a bit more, a bit more entertainment and kind of, they will become more and more obscure. Yeah. Well, no, I, I do like the idea of that, that you are able to actually ch- keep track of how many, um, how many of each individual class you've found, no, or you've spotted anyway, that, that's, no, that is, I like that you'll be able to to track that. That's again one of the many brilliant features. Yes, of your um, app. just getting back to the question earlier. There's a, 122 different local classes at the moment. 122 different local. Wow, that's that's brilliant. That is inc- that's incredible. This I've honestly never never seen something like that. It'll, it'll no, no wonder you you did so well. You get the heritage and theme. Uh, a lot more. Right. So. Do you think you'll? I mean, this isn't even one of the questions we have written down. But do you think 
it will be if you're doing say steam locomotives heritage steam um a lot of them i i mean you can you can class things such as that you know you could class engines like saddle tanks <laughs> austerity it gets complex kind of thing. but it does get really complex so but obviously you then got your mainline engines like you know tornado a1s and uh, would you class them as a1s or do you think would you call it tornado would you have flying scotsman i mean this may be something that hasn't been thought into a lot yet or you, you wouldn't like to uh, disclose yet but i i think with the you know with with the numbering uh, uh, you know there's there's lots of different mm-hmm. schemes of numbering and, and you, um, some of the database has the ability to cross-reference um, things that might be linked, like you're saying about the tanks and stuff. Um, you know, that those things, mm-hmm. th- these databases have the capacity to, to deal with those levels of complexity. Um, it's, just, it's just how much work it yeah. might be to put it all together. Yeah, yeah no, I know. No, that, is, that would be a big yeah, job. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Has really as well as the as the community develops and helps support us then uh, these kind of groupings and cat- categorization of all the different rolling stocks will be improved really um, yeah because there's, there's lots of ways you can you can chop it up and categorize them especially especially with especially with the heritage no I'm excited for that feature modern trains much more much more discreet in in their groupings but. Of course, yeah, um, no, a, I, again, another way of you know solving these problems is is for us to give trusted users the ability to do some editing of things like the classes themselves. Um, so you, you're spreading the workload across the uh, uh, the open source community. Then, um, so you know that yeah. might be linked to um, uh, people's rankings within within uh, the Spotting Trains app. You know, tr- trusted. Trusted people could right. have a, a certain yeah, a level of uh, ability to uh, tweak and and improve the database. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we saw your Instagram post this morning there saying that the uh, your newest feature to your app has been delayed a little bit, which is the live train times. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, yeah. So we, we we're going to release the next uh, version of the app. Uh, in April, but that was obviously when when we were in peak lockdown, and we um, we decided to delay that because of we want well we wanted to encourage people to socially distance, um, and so we didn't feel it was appropriate yeah. to bring out a new app that is all about going out and yeah. kind of um, yeah kind of traveling a lot, and so uh, but to do with the actual feature, what we what we really wanted is to really become a one stop shop for. Uh, to enable hobbyists to have your train times um, integrated and live, live and available. So I think before uh, Mark, mm-hmm. Mark referenced that the notebook and the, and the camera being combined, but there was also the train timetable. Yeah. You'd have stuff in your back pocket as well that's been combined. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of an even, yeah. an even uh, better one. So this, these live train times will uh, give you live updates in real time and based on your location as well so as you move along if you move around mm-hmm. um, you will be able to see what uh, what is coming what's been delayed uh, for both passenger and freight um, yeah and you, and you can kind of really keep on top and you're not sort of swapping screens and doing those kind of pages that you can just concentrate on on the region where yeah 
has to be said, it's it going is, to be it's... pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does sound it. I mean, it's almost it's, it almost sounds a bit more like a user, a more user friendly real time trains in a way. I don't know if that's like it sounds more in more detail. You know what real time trains? I'm sure, sure. you. You've, yeah, uh, yeah. Heard it. Have you yeah. heard of that? So I think, I think we do slightly different yeah, yeah. things. So real-time trains are uh, very good at doing train time, so we won't be quite as comprehensive, but we will kind of provide sufficient information, I think, is that. Um... Yeah. Well, on the same kind of topic as, the, as being able to track times and stations, and you said you can also, you've got a bunch, a mass, a huge database of locations, but is there... A feature that's been in mind that that would maybe where, I mean, you you know Jeff Marshall, yeah. the uh, the YouTuber, uh, train YouTuber, uh, how he did that all the stations <laughs> thing. Obviously, that's becoming on Instagram quite a big thing to is to keep track of how many stations you've been to. You know, I thought it would be quite cool if if on your app there was a section where you could almost tick off each station you've been to in the UK and you could have a percentage of Again, it'd be a huge, a huge thing to add, but just an idea, or if you've, or if you've already had this in mind, where you can, you know, you could have a percentage of how many stations you've yeah, been so to in the UK. The very, nature of, the very nature of the app is we're collecting that information all the time, not in kind of a, in not, not in a weird kind of uh, right. uh, um, way that we're following where everyone's going. But when you record your activity and you assign a location to it, then you're telling mm-hmm. them where you've been. Um, and so yeah. we're recording that information anyway. So we'll, we all start to introduce achievements and that kind of thing based on maybe if you've been to every uh, mm-hmm. uh, train station in London or maybe every train station in Edinburgh, um, then you then you can recruit and kind of see where you've been as well. So yes, yeah, so it, it, it would be quite feasible to yeah. uh, illustrate and show people which stations they had uh, been to. Yeah, exactly. And and actually on our web on our website, version, yeah. Uh, it hasn't been ported to the app yet, but on our website, you can go and click on your profile and see a heat map um, of, where you, of where you have been. If you click on the oh, profile, right, okay. you can see uh, where you're most active, where oh. you're least active, and kind of really... Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, see, see where you're most active. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. No, I think that, that no, that that would, uh, that's that, when when you start bringing out achievements and things like that, that will that will definitely because oh that will be a big hit because we see constantly on Instagram people posting their stories is keeping track of each station they've been to and it you know it can be quite a complicated thing or it can be quite a, an overwhelming thing to have to keep track on say a, a notebook or something like that but to have an app where it, where it would give you information yeah. and things like that because how many no, is Jeff Marshall it's great um, um I can't remember how many there there's lots isn't there. He went to. Yeah, did you not go to everyone in the UK, James? Every mainline station. So I don't. He wasn't including Tube in that, and he wasn't including any tram. So there weren't the Edinburgh trams, the Manchester trams, anything, nothing like that was included. Um, but I think it was every mainline yeah, station pretty awesome. in the UK. He went to. I think. I think it was. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know how they funded that. 500, I think it was around oh, that. Yeah, then. That's a lot. And he, he got off at <laughs> all of them, didn't he? He didn't just fly yeah. through them. At... No, I think I think it was like, because I, I think that would have took a long time. Or, well, much longer time. He got off at a lot of them. Yeah, he got off at most, most of, of them, didn't ones, he? He got off like the smaller ones. He yeah. Just, he had to stop at them. I think that was the right yeah. rule. 
Yeah, he he done that with uh, crowdfunding, um, I think, didn't he? Yeah, I think it was donations. Ah, oh, is that what? He, uh, yeah, he must have used something like that. Yeah, crowd. Yeah, no. Uh, otherwise, I can't. I was thinking he can't. Surely he can't fund that off of um, of a monetization from YouTube videos. It uh, it, it um, took a year, I think, didn't it? It's a long time. Did it? Yeah, it was. I can't actually remember. I know I've. I haven't gone back and looked at his um. At his YouTube, because uh, he had a whole YouTube channel dedicated to uh, all the stations, didn't he? And and an Instagram. Um, oh, it'd be good to have him on the show at some point as well to talk about that. Um, but for now, how many downloads have you had? Um, and how many? How did you expect that to increase? Did you, you know? Did you expect to have so many downloads at the start? And do you expect that to increase um, by a lot right so, now? Uh, but now the first the first version of the app was uh, kind of invite only, so everyone needs a golden ticket code. Uh, in order to create an account on, on the mm-hmm. app, um, which if your listeners would like one, um, I created an, there is a new golden ticket available, uh, which is train talk or one word. Um, and then your, your listeners will be able to create their own account. But, right. uh, so we have Perfect. Um, 350 users at the moment who have all been uh, invited. So we have, we've had golden ticket mm-hmm. giveaways. People have shared their golden tickets. So we, the first kind of generation of, uh, I'm say we've had 350, but we're hoping that once we open it up, we've reduced the requirement or remove the requirement to have golden tickets. Uh, we're hoping to have lots more. But even 350, yeah. people are sharing these golden tickets and that kind of thing. We, I think we only gave out 100 in the first place, and it's, it's, they've already spread uh, around a lot. Yeah, I do have to uh, confess that oh, I yeah. did end yeah, up giving you one. Okay, you gave me one, and I just took two That was fine. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was fine. That was that was uh, part of the plan, and, and we did say to folks, "You can share these with your friends." It was um, it, it was just a way of us um, sort of feeling our way, really, and and um, before we sort of launch big time, which if the big time comes, great. Um, you know, we, we could get a feel as to whether the, the whole platform was going to hang together or whether it was going to crash and burn in the first week. But um, we've been going a few months now and uh, it, it seems to be OK. Yeah, no, it's, it's, no, I mean, we obviously haven't been able to use it much recently. At least I haven't because I, I, with the amount of YouTube videos and other stuff we do, we don't end up logging a lot of photos. But I think it will be great to get back to it again um and just i'm sure by by the time we get back to it we'll see a huge amount increase anyway in the amount of people that have been using it um because when we when i first used it it was yeah there weren't so many people actually like like you said it was was starting quite small and i think that that was a good technique um to start by giving out those golden tickets it did make it feel a little (laughs) little bit more special being able to use the app well all all our users are very special of course (laughs) <laughs> yeah well yeah i think we all we'll appreciate that but it's, um, it, it's it's fascinating to see that uh, those few hundred users have have logged nine and a half thousand spots <sighs> yeah dedicated our train spars very dedicated that's, that's the that's the one word you can apply to them is dedicated uh so yeah so to finish it's, it's off, uh, we've talked a lot about your upcoming projects. Uh, is there anything else that we can look forward to? <laughs> well, oh. we're, 
we're always we're always dreaming, Owen and I, and uh, you know, it's spotting trains. Well, should it be spotting planes one day? Who knows? Oh yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, spotting planes, spotting boats, spot. Yeah, trains, planes, and boats are the three main things that we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well. Good luck with that. Anyway, you've you've been. I'm also into vintage again, tractors. I'm wondering if I could turn it into uh, spotting tractors somehow. <laughs> uh, ah, <laughs> spotting tractors. Oh, there's trucks as well. You've, oh, you've, got, you've got so many things you could do. Trucks, well, tractors. Watch, watch this space. Yeah, exactly. Watch this space. No, I mean... <laughs> yeah, no, we, we did see that you, you're a proud owner of a... Of a of, I mean, I'm not John, actually going to try and John say what tra- what tractor it is because I will. Yeah, yeah, that's the John Deere, the, the, the 1950 but... Model A. Model A, right? Okay. Wow, oh, yeah, it's an sure. old, Wow, it's an old one then. Wow, that's been incredible. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you so much anyway for coming on the show. It's been great fun talking to you both um, about this. Uh, you're doing an incredibly uh, brilliant and professional job uh, on the app. So, so do keep that up. We'd love to have you on again at some point uh, to see your progress and how things have gone. Um, but for now, just stay safe and good luck with the rest of the project. Uh, thank you. Thanks for nice coming on the show. We'll speak to you next time. Yeah, thanks very we'll much. Right. Well, thank you very much to Spot and Trains for coming on the show. Um, as you said multiple times, you can download their Spot and Trains app um, from the Apple uh, App Store and from the Google Play Store. Um, they also have a website online and you can follow Spot and Trains on Instagram as well. Um, there's a couple of things just we'd like to go over just to round this off. Um, there's a poem. Uh, we usually have a section at the end where we'll read through some short stories, but that interview is quite a long one. So we're just going to go through a poem that's about uh, that was written by a man called Ian Hollis. Um and it was in order to support the Seven Valley Railway appeal, as they're definitely struggling right now. And then we've also got quite a cool list, uh, don't we, James, of the uh, some of the auctions that have sold from um, from the uh, Heritage Railways in the past month or so. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we've got a list of some of the cool um, some of the cool items that have sold. But first of all, I'm just gonna just do this a little recital, just uh, hopefully to help. Uh, Seven Valley Railway out here. Um, it was written by Ian Hollis, a Seven Valley Railway volunteer. And it's just a little poem to support the Seven Valley Railway appeal. When the railway was forced to shut, we thought it was a pity. So hopefully I can lift some hopes with this little ditty. In Victorian times, the work began around 1859, a railway to move the goods to Seven Valley Line. A line to shift the coal out, iron, carpet and rope, the Valley's Industrial Revolution was the founding company's hope. From Shrewsbury in Shropshire Fair to Hartlebury and back, the steam hauled trains meandered along the railway's single track. Passengers were always sparse and the freight traffic not good, and eventually the Salop End would close down for good. The end came in 63, before old Dr. Beeching had time to swing his railway axe and make cuts so far and reaching. A group met in the Cooper's arms to keep the line alive and gained the use of a locomotive, number 3205. In the May of 70, they bought the Iron Road 
and began operating trains between Bridge North and Hampton Lode. In 74, Highley was, in 74, Highley was reached, then Budeley in the May, then 10 years on to Kittertown, where the line still ends this day. The, t- the year 2007 proved a troubled time when thunderous rain and thunderstorms washed away the line. The mulch and mud was shifted and the railways were relayed. With generosity and determination, the line once more was saved. But now the coronavirus means we need money with some urgency. So to save our line, please donate at www.svrtrust.org.uk slash emergency. Oh, well, that was good. Uh, really shows like how much they've been through. Uh, hopefully they can yeah. get over this massive problem. Probably one of the worst they've faced. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we've got a list of auction items next uh, from the Great Central Auctions that took place on the 7th of March 2020 in Warwickshire. Mm. I've got a lot of interesting items here. Yeah, some station um, and engine, engine. Yeah, a load of nameplates. Yeah. So wait, I'll just start here. What's it? So we've got a sign saying no admission. Uh, oh God, I can't even read it. <laughs> <laughs> Except on a... Ah, oh, it's too, it's too, that's too um, pixelated. Anyway, it says no admission trespasses will, trespasses will be prosecuted. <laughs> anyway, that sold for £560. So just shows you the scale of... Yeah, these are proper collectible items, aren't uh, they? These are proper collector items. I guess you can um, just call it memorabilia, really. Memorabilia, yeah. Really memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, station got... clock. Station oh, clock. Yeah, there. Station clock. Uh, what's the... that? One thousand five hundred and fifty pound. Yeah. Doesn't say which station it's from though. I'd yeah, be interested to see which station, but still, that's yeah, it's quite a lot of money. That. Um, there's a couple of station signs, as in like station name signs. So there's the Kilnhurst and there's the. Oakhampton, uh, the Kilnhurst only sold, Kilnhurst West actually, uh, to be specific, that only sold for £1,000. But the Oaken, only. Oak, Oak, yeah, I know. <laughs> Oak, the Oakhampton one though, that one sold for 6400 I guess that was my uh, range for going only. Um, yeah, 6000 To be fair though, if you've got the money, right? If you've got the money, yeah, okay, there's. Right, this is this could be highly criticised, and um, but if yeah. you have the money, and you are a massive train fan, I I can't tell you for sure where this money's going, but I'm hoping and I'm imagining that this money is probably going to the heritage railways where these have been sourced from. Therefore, they're probably going to good use. Yeah. But if you got the money and you know you're 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 kind of yeah, you can see why they would want yeah. something like that. Like, Especially it if it means a lot to you, because you know Oakhampton, Oakhampton, we aren't from there. But if someone's grown up there over the years and then this is being sold, you probably have a connection to it, and you wouldn't want it to go anywhere else other yeah, than, other than to, you know. Yeah. Um, to, yeah. Uh, yeah, to own it, and it's the same with this. There's a city of Winchester uh, nameplate. From the engine, which is sold for fifteen thousand five hundred pound, and again, that's crazy amounts of money. But it's you know, it's just like it's all the all the incredible places that this has been. You know, this has been on an engine for years and years and years. So it's it's quite cool. I think this is yeah. really really cool. 
if I could if I could afford to you know to to get something like this I mean it's a shame there isn't anywhere that um no but we are actually looking to get a guest right now that that does make nameplates for steam engines but it's a shame that it, there isn't like a, a public place where um you can just go and buy an affordable kind of um name name yeah. nameplate I think yeah. that'd be so cool that would be the coolest oh, yeah. thing to have up on your wall or something. <laughs> yeah, even like a personalized one or something. I'm sure there's places that you can Yeah, get. Yeah. Well, we've, what was it? Um, we saw on a Jeff Marshall video, I think we did, didn't we? That you can get the station boards. Oh, yeah, the dot the, matrixes. Yeah, yeah, the dot yeah, matrixes. One for like, you get desk ones and then I think you get full size ones. They, they look epic, mm-hmm. but they're pretty expensive. Yeah. No, <laughs> and it's, yeah, but. You need a lot of like computer like this, knowledge and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, to yeah, to, to program them and things like that. But they're not fifteen thousand five hundred pounds, though, are oh, they? Oh yeah, they're cheap compared to these stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, um, I think no, that's that's quite cool. So you said the name of the place. I think there must be a yearly auction. I think um, this uh, where War Warwick. Yeah, it must be. Um, the cool thing to maybe at one point in the, in the coming years. Uh, get a video there or something that'd be so cool but um, oh, who knows yeah. uh, anyway so it says nameplates uh, it's got a list of all the nameplates that sold um, and the the biggest the biggest purchase that happened on that day was an anti-warcraft commander um, oh, Battle of Britain class uh, nameplate and that sold for £27,000 yeah wow. yeah that is not bad though. That's a good, good looking thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's clearly got some history in it. Um, oh, I'm sure that'll be up in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> up in the wall. Who knows where it's going to be at? Yeah, um, it doesn't have a list of who bought them, but I'm sure they're they're in everywhere, everywhere and anywhere you can put it. Anyway, well, thank you for listening to this uh, this episode. Um, I hope you you've enjoyed listening to it. You hope you like listening to our guest. And once again, I hope you like the structure where we kind of start off with the news, have an interview, and then just end in a more kind of chilled manner. Um, no, it's been great. Um, we'll be on again next week. Uh, we've got great guests lined up, as we said last week. We've got some cool guests lined up. Yes. Um, don't we? We've been talking to a lot of people, um, so it should be good. Um, yeah. We'll see you next week. Um, I've been Joe I've been James and this has been Train Scotland see you later bye